on behalf of these niggas that got felonies. Convicted conversations. Convicted conversations. Hi, good afternoon. This is Gary, your host of Convicted Conversations. Speaking on behalf of these niggas that got felonies. Those in pains from they lost one's memories. You've tuned in to Convicted Conversations. And now available on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. of Convicted Conversations, and this episode is Profiting from Punishment. Stay tuned. Incarceration. And the reason why, if you go back and look, and I know you talk about it, you go back and take a look. That's why you had the vast majority of the Black Caucus at the time supporting the crime bill. Almost every major city Black mayor supported the crime bill. And what happened when that crime bill? It had four or five really important things. Now, the Violence Against Women Act, it said drug court, don't send anybody who has a drug problem to jail, send them to rehabilitation, to a drug court. It had in it, they had the, uh, the assault weapons ban, getting rid of assault weapons, getting rid of the round, the number of rounds you could have in a gun. It also had in it a whole range of other things, but that things I didn't like. Clinton wanted to put in a deal where, in fact, three strikes and you're out. I oppose that three strikes and you're out bill. I oppose the position taken that saying that you're going to have any mandatory sentences. But on balance, the whole bill, what happened was it did, in fact, bring down violent crime in black communities as well. And guess what? The fact is prison population didn't increase. 94% of every prisoner in jail is in a state prison. Not a federal prison, no federal law. And here's the deal. The one thing I opposed in that bill was people wanting to give money to state prisons to build more prisons. I opposed it. But the point was on balance, everything from the assault women's ban to the violence against women ban to the drug courts, they were important. And now look what we can do. Look, I've been pushing along with my colleagues in a black caucus in the United States Congress. We should change the entire, and I've been doing this for a while, change the entire prison system from one that is punishment to rehabilitation. There's only a couple things everybody has in common in jail. One is they were <clears throat> the victims of abuse of their kids were, or, their, or, their, or, their, or their mother was. Number two, can't read. Number three, they don't have any job skills. They were in a position where they didn't get a chance. 
why does it make sense? Why did I come along and write the first act that said, when you get out of prison, you don't just get a notion where you get 25 bucks and a bus ticket. You end up under the bridge. You end up under the bridge and just do the same place. So every single solitary person being released from prison should have access to every single government program. Why does it not make sense to have African-Americans who are getting out of prison <clears throat> serve their time, everybody for that matter, be able to have public housing? Why does it make sense that they can have Pell Grants to go to school? Why does it make sense they can have access to health care? What are we, nuts? I, I That's what we keep doing. This is your host, Gary, from Convicted Conversations, and I'm talking about profiting from punishment. Um, we all know the prison industry is a booming industry. Um, they're making billions and billions and billions of dollars hand over fist um, with so many corporations being involved in privatized prison system. Um, you have CCA, which is the Correction Corporations of America. When you hear the word corporations, you already know it's a business, big business. Um, you also have another um, organization involved with them as well as um, passing certain laws, which is a company called ALEC, A-L-E-C, which is the American Legislature Exchange Council. And they also passed a law, um, the SB 1070, and that was to lock up undocumented um, immigrants. And they were making over $11 million a month with the prison system, with locking them up into those FEMA camps and what have you. Um, now, with these privatized pris prison systems, you have a bunch of companies that are also under that same link. Like it's like a, a pyramid, if you will. Um, and these are just a few of the companies that are um, dealing with the private prison systems. You have Securus, um, Aramark, which is a food service company, um, GTL, Geo, JPay, Horizon Health, uh, Kefi Group, Maxor, Telmate, Nafcare, TouchPay, Centurion, Union Supply Group, Southern Health Partners, Bob Barker, American Leading Detention Supplier, Trinity Service Group, CCS with Correct Care, Western Union, um, Unicor, Victoria's Seekers was also a part of them, JCPenney, 
and Idaho potatoes are just to name a few. Now, Unicor, uh, they made um, over $900 a year, $900 million annually with Unicor. Now, with Victoria's Secrets and JCPenney, the prisoners were making products for them and they were selling them. With Idaho potatoes, you already know the potato um, fields up there in Idaho, the prisoners are responsible for packaging and, and, and sending those out and farming. But like, say with GTL, for example, telephone company, they're making over 380 million a year. Geo, 605 million. JPay, 70 million. Corizon, 1.4 billion. Keefe Group, 39 million. Maxer, 100 million. Tell makes 6 million. Navcare, 7.3. TouchPay, 5. And these are just small numbers. And this is just a, a, a small amount of companies that um, are making money hand over fist at the expense of prison labor or free labor, if you will. The American Bond Coalition, all of these companies are highly invested into these companies. Now, when black people particularly are locked up and we have commissary and we have uh, the telephones that we need to get out on to see what's going on in the world, um, in the county jail, I remember they had this thing called T-Netics, uh, which I think was very expensive per phone call for like a 10 minute phone call. And sometimes the phone calls even drop. So you have to call all over again, but they still charge you whatever that fee was. They didn't prorate it or, or go back retro or anything. Whatever the fee was, that's what it was. Even if the call dropped in the middle. And then sometimes while you're on the phone and they have head count or what have you, you have to get off the phone. So the phone end up just sitting there or end up running out of time while you're on head count. Now, also, while these people are incarcerated, you have family members that are supporting them financially, that are sending them money for commissary so they can write letters and have food outside of what they feed them in the jails In the prison system, the jail system. I've never been to prison personally, but I've heard the food is um, pretty nasty, just like it is in a county jail. They feed you shit like it's not for you to continue to come back it's used as a deterrent they're not going to feed you damn fried chicken collard greens macaroni and cheese candy yam shit like that that you eat on the streets in jail or prison it's punishment but outside of punishment like i say our family members our sisters our loved ones are footing the bill until we're released they're paying for those phone calls they're making these companies rich the ceos the shareholders um they're making them rich our black women our queens um even the the white females or the white males that are out here spanish people everyone gets locked up but i'm talking about black people in particular are spending billions of dollars on phone calls billions of dollars on health care in the prison systems just to survive just to live Billions. We're making these companies 300, 500, 600 million dollars a year just off of us being locked up and off of our services, off of our backs. It's bad enough you making these products for these greedy motherfuckers. And then 
on top of that, you have to pay for phone calls. You have to pay for commissary. You have to pay for um, uh, necessities and things that you need on a day-to-day basis. You have to pay for all of that shit, too, outside of the other shit that you got to go through. Then you got to dodge shanks. Then you got to dodge deputies or correction officers that don't like you for whatever reason. So you have to go through all of these things before you even make it out of jail, before you even make it out of prison. Everyone's getting rich. Everyone's profiting off of our labor. Except for us. Our kids are being left out in the neighborhoods with no fathers. They're being left out here with no mothers. Out of greed, out of selfishness, they're being left out here to raise themselves while we live it up in jail. While we have a good time um, fucking around watching TV and playing dice and doing stupid shit in jail. The kids out here suffering. The parents out here that have to watch the kids are suffering. The foster care of these bad kids they're suffering everyone's suffering and we're not getting it we're not getting it we're blaming everyone but ourselves everyone's winning but us and we don't understand why look how they're profiting every time you go to jail these motherfuckers making millions of dollars off of us every time we go to jail and we go to jail for the stupidest shit especially for the serious shit which are black on black crime and murders and hurting the community we go to jail for the craziest shit, bruh. Only us. We go to jail for the craziest shit. We fill up the whole damn prison population. We fill it up. Black people do. We fill it up. Now, after you get out of jail, you still have more shit to go through. You still have more hurdles and uh, more hoops to jump through. They have something called collateral consequences. Collateral consequences are additional civil state penalties mandated by statute that attach to criminal convictions. They have over 46,000 collateral consequences at state and federal levels with 60 to 70% related to employment, which stifle opportunities of success. I wonder why that is. Who will put these barriers in place to stop us from being successful once you have a conviction on your record, who would think that far? Who would want to keep us down? Who would want to keep a, a shackles tied to our ankle and keep us out there in the fields and doing free labor? Who will have all of these laws and rules put in place for felons? They're still bitter about slavery being over. And black people are able to stay out in the sun longer and black people are stronger. So many people fear that shit. They fear that shit. So if you keep us down, if you keep us in chains, if you keep us in the hood killing each other, they keep winning. They keep privatizing prisons. They keep profiting. They keep sending our third graders um, through the prison pipeline system that's already waiting for their little ass. The prison pipeline system waiting for them is waiting for them. And we're helping them. The hoods that we live in, we're helping them. We're creating these little kids that's going to be bad, that's going to be robbers, that's going to be selling drugs. They're going to do the same thing that they see us out there doing. They can't wait to turn a certain age 
so they could start rebelling, so they could start um, doing their thing. They can't wait. They're looking forward to it because nobody in the hood is telling them different. Nobody's telling them that they can be better than what they see on TV. Nobody's telling them that. There's no fathers around. They're in prison. They're filling the prison systems. Some of the clothes and shit we're wearing out here, the cell phones and stuff we're using, prisoners probably making most of this shit for free. While all of these companies and hundreds, hundreds more are making millions and millions and millions of dollars off of us. Our black queens, our black mothers and fathers have to go to work for this money and then they send it to us after working hard as shit all day, all week, all month, all year. Then they feel bad and they send it to us in hopes it'll put some type of smile on our fucking faces after we done fucked up all type of shit on the streets. We still hope somebody can put a smile on our face. We're begging for somebody to send us commissary money. We're begging somebody to send us money so we can talk on the telephone. We're hoping and praying we get a letter in jail or in prison and somebody give a shit about us. They're hoping and praying that. All we have to do is stay out of that shit. We don't have to worry about making these motherfuckers rich. We don't have to worry about these motherfuckers filling their pockets up for hundreds of years to come. And they're going to be able to feed their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids off of our asses, off of our backs. Again, just like with the slavery days, they're still doing it. They're just doing it more systematically. They're doing it low key. They're doing it through prisons where we like to go. They're doing it through the places we like to go. We like going to jail and prison. And that's where they're making the most of their fucking money. They're making a killing in that shit off of us because they know we can't stay out of it. A killing off of it. We need to stay out of that shit and keep recidivism low. We need to leave that shit alone and, and dismantle that whole machine, bruh. The whole prison system. We need to leave that shit alone. Stay out here. Do whatever the hell you have to do to stay with your family and kids and leave that shit alone. Jail and prison is for nobody. That shit ain't fucking with us. It's to break us. It's to demean us. It's to lower your character. It's for you to lose your job. It's for you to lose your place while you're in there. It's for you to lose all of these things. It's for your kids to not respect you. If you're not around, what they say, out of sight, out of mind. You're not around in your kid's life. They probably ask a few times where daddy at, then they'll forget about you. We have to do better as black people, as black men, as black kings, as black leaders. We have to do better than what we're fucking doing. We got to do fucking better. We have to. We're failing out here. We're losing, bro. We have to do better. We have to do better with ourselves. We have to do better with how we're raising these young black men. We have to. It's not even an option. If not, they're going to be on the news next. They're going to be on the T-shirt in the hood next from being shot by one of their homies or somebody they beefing with. If you don't talk to them and get in their heads now, if they're not knowing about convicted conversations and other programs that's out here trying to help and trying to keep people out here, if you don't get in their head now and let them know now, you're going to lose them to the streets. You're going to lose them to the streets. 
Now imagine how many black fathers are being locked up, how many generations of kids are being lost. Imagine how many generations of kids are being lost as a direct effect of that. Imagine how many kids are being lost and not born. Imagine how many jobs are lost in the future because there's no one to fill them. Imagine, sit back and imagine what all we're losing. They not losing shit. You heard the numbers. The numbers are staggering the amount of money they're making off of us, off of free labor and the telephone service and the commissary. Everyone's winning but us. We keep giving them reasons to lock us up. We keep giving them reasons to fucking shoot us. Don't give them a reason, bro. Don't give them a reason. Don't give them a reason. Make it home to your family. Make it home to your friends. Don't give these greedy, privatized motherfuckers a reason to fuck with you and to keep you in jail. Don't give them a reason. Stay out here. It's good out here. It's safe out here. Stay out here on the streets in the real world. Don't let nobody trick you off these streets, bruh. Don't let nobody trick you off the streets. It's easy to do. And people falling for it every day. Don't let nobody trick you off of these streets. Please. Somebody just posted um, something um, on Instagram the other day. Um, it's an organization at I Care for Inmates on Instagram. I care the number four inmates. And they have something called Avoid the Traps, T-R-A-P-S. And it's not the traps you're thinking about in the hood or the weed trap or the, or the dope trap. Not that kind of trap. This trap, the T stands for trick. Don't get tricked off these streets. Officer will interrogate you to obtain incriminating information. Be wise. The R stands for respect. Don't have an attitude. Don't resist or run. Even if you are innocent, don't fight back. Listen, control your body language and emotions. Say yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. The A stands for attorney. If you are detained or placed under arrest, you are entitled to a free attorney. Ask for one immediately. Say, I would like to speak to my attorney. That's your Sixth Amendment right. The P stands for permission. Officer will ask you to search without a warrant. Don't consent to a search of your body, home, or vehicle. Say, I do not consent to this search, which is your Fourth Amendment right. The S stands for silence. Silence is golden. Never speak to an officer without an attorney present, which is your Fifth Amendment right. So make sure you... Follow these guidelines and you will be safe and you won't have to worry about um, being abused, being shot. Chances are those things won't happen to you if you follow those guidelines on traps. So make sure you follow those guidelines. Be safe in the midst of this pandemic. Be safe in the midst of riots and protesting. Be safe all the way around. Try to make it back home to your families. Do not go back and forth with the police. Do not fight them. Do not resist. Lay down, bond out later, contact your lawyer, and do it the right way. This is another episode of Convicted Conversations. Don't let your past dictate your future. Thank you.